The trio behind Fanball's original pants party in the mid-2000s have reunited for insightful fantasy football advice, entertaining analysis, and a few dated comedic cultural references. Let's Bra- put our pants on. Absolutely. Stay here for lineup help, free agent recommendations, DFS advice, and everything else you need to win your league and run with the big dogs. Resurrecting what was once greatness. This is the Fantasy Football Party Podcast, featuring Sport Radar's Bo Mitchell and John Tubi. Now, here's Anthony Maggio. Ho, ho, ho. Welcome to JL Beers for the week 16, the season finale, the not penultimate, but ultimate fantasy football party. Bo Mitchell, John Tubi, Anthony Maggio here at JL Beers in Burnsville. I'm in the, in the spirit of the season over here. We you got a sure week are. to go. You're in something. It's a big holiday. <laughs> I did wear pants, spoiler alert. It's uh, not really an ugly sweater as much as it is an ugly blazer. Ensemble, ugly blazer. really. And yeah. by ugly, I mean spectacular. Yeah, yeah. I'm wearing the um, wearing the Elf shirt, Elf being uh, Will Ferrell, a friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Elf just says, you sit on a throne of lies. Perfect. Yep, and then the, the green blazer with the... Accents with the trees and the snowflakes and the whatnot. Yeah, one, that's what won the uh, won the holiday ugly holiday sweater contest at the office yesterday I with this. Could, I can see why. I Although did it, have yeah, sunglasses on too to I, put it all I, together. If I were if I were in that contest, I would have not a sweater. You're not the have. you're not the only person who brought that up. Yeah. But I think that the ugly holiday sweater. I actually had to explain this to my children yesterday <laughs> at dinner. I, it's <laughs> it's really more. Um, that's that's what it evolved from was sweaters, but now it's just. How fantastic can you make yourself look? That's one decked for out it. in the holiday yeah. uh, holiday spirit here. So that's what I did. The runner-up in our contest was actually dressed like a Christmas tree. So also not a sweater. She had the green leggings I was considering wearing with this, <laughs> um, but I decided nobody at work <laughs> needed goodness. to see that. I don't know that I would have won. So a runner-up was actually dressed as a tree. Yeah, yeah, I can, I'll, I'll have to find the picture. Yeah, it's, she did a nice job. I was, I was actually, I thought I had it in the bag, and then I saw her, and I was like, oh no. Yeah, I would have worried. Yeah, it was, it was, I would have voted for her. Yeah, <laughs> she, a few people did. I won by four <laughs> votes. I won by four votes. Wow. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, now that we got all the, the good holiday stuff out of the way, we've got, uh, lots of stuff to get to. It's championship week, and, uh, so if oh, you yeah, are in is. your, uh, championship, we are here to help you bring home the title. If you're in the third place game, we're here to help you make your money back. And if you're <laughs> playing DFS, if you're, if you're not in any of those things, we'll hopefully help you, uh, do a little something in, uh, DFS. We're gonna start this week a little different. Every week, uh, during the regular season, we do our regrets, but since, you know, it's, uh, just about time for uh, some 2020 vision. It seems like we should do a little look ahead, some resolutions. Wow. So I don't have a, I don't have an opener for that. I'm not going to use my regrets one because mm. that wouldn't make sense. So we can just roll, roll right into it with uh, some 2020 fantasy football related resolutions. Bo, what, uh, what have you to say on this matter? Well, this one it stems a little bit out of a regret that I had from last week, but it's, it's not the first time something like this has happened. It's. I made a, a lineup decision that was based a little too much more on um, recent performance than on the upcoming matchup and or opportunity mm-hmm. of the players involved. And specifically what I'm talking about here last week in my semifinal game, uh, I lost um, lost a wide receiver to um, the injured reserve. So I had to pick up somebody, and I was, I was side between Danny Amendola and Cole Beasley. 
Yeah. Both of whom were on my 50-50 team last week. They both were. available yeah. in this league. One of them so, did very well. One of them did very well, and that is not the one <laughs> that I picked up and started in that league. I, and, and I went with Cole Beasley, who had a, a recent run of six touchdowns in eight games. Yep. Um, he was getting more targets, uh, obviously finding the end zone more. And Amendola hadn't done, you know, he had scored one touchdown, I think, all year and wasn't getting a ton of targets. But looking at the matchup for that week and the opportunity he had, no Marvin Jones Jr. and they're facing the Buccaneers' pass defense, which has been abysmal all year. Yeah. Um, we all discussed it last week. Hey, he making sneaky great play this week so what did i do i didn't pick him up i picked up cole beasley started him and uh left amadola on free agency and um that cost me my semifinal game right there mm. that that one decision so uh going forward i think just you know next year uh one of my resolutions then will be to put more emphasis on what that upcoming matchup and or playing time opportunity looks like both of which Danny Amendola had last week right. and he delivered on it so um okay. there you go that is yeah that is what I resolved to do <laughs> well and it's I mean, see if I stick to it that is a I, that's a very difficult thing to stick to I mean what we've we have seen um just in in the last couple of years there being at least on the DFS side of things um more of an ability to do that like you used to you know dfs three four years ago basically you knew what ownership was going to be just because of box score chasers and that's just not the case anymore people have kind of cracked that code i mean we've we've talked about that for years where the you can have a profitable dfs lineup simply by choosing players whose price dropped from the previous week yep because they didn't do well, that doesn't necessarily mean that they don't have the right opportunity going forward. Mm-hmm. So it is, you're exactly right that um, you know this is not a you you are not rewarded for past performance the next nope. week in fantasy football. So it's very hard to have a clean slate in something like like this where we spend three four weeks in August and you know in the months prior even making our assumptions on where guys are going to be and how they're going to perform, and then having to immediately come off of those several yeah. months of, uh, of thoughts. And, Tuvi, you've been doing this for a long time, too. How do you handle that, uh, you know, that sort of push and pull when you're, when you're deciding making, you know, lineup or, or pickup decisions? You, you really have to divorce yourself almost as soon as you walk out of the draft or mm-hmm. auction or whatever. And a guy can no longer be your first round pick or your $40 running back he he's a guy on your team and after week yeah. one he's the same as the guy that you picked up on the waiver wire yeah you can't you can't be sunk yeah one of the things that uh, as we look at guys we're going to draft and again this goes back to all that preparation we do um, draft capital invested you know mm-hmm. well this receiver is going to get more opportunities than this receiver on this team because they invested a second-round pick in him, so he's going to get more opportunity. And I think the smarter NFL teams are moving away from that just because we spent a second-round pick. If sixth-round dude over here is outperforming you, yeah, right. You know, so we're we're not afraid to kick you to the curb. So it is. It's it's tough, and I still grapple with it quite a bit. But it, it is something that you definitely need to do. What uh? What are you looking to do in 2020 with fantasy football TV? Well, I, my, 
just like in real life, I need my resolutions to be realistic. You know, you can't mm-hmm. start out and say, hey, I'm going to go to the gym every day. Mm-hmm. You know, start out with, I'm going to slow down as I drive by the gym. <laughs> and not just to turn into the canes that's right next door and, and get a six. You're going to point at it and say, "Hey, yeah, that's, that's I the gym. should go there." That's you a know? game. So you, you gotta you gotta ease into it. And and the first thing I wrote down it's something I talked about I think last week or two weeks ago is one of my regrets was was complacency and thinking hey, my team's good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't need to grind the waiver wire. I don't need to break it down every week and say, you know what, in four weeks. Yeah. Austin Hooper's on, you know, on uh, on a buy, and I'm going to need a tight end, and I should be looking at one now rather mm-hmm. than, oh crap, Austin Hooper just got hurt, and now all the decent tight ends are picked up, and yeah. So I thought I'm inherently lazy, so my resolution is to join more best ball leagues. So I don't have to mess around <laughs> with that stuff. I really, I'm starting to enjoy the the whole best ball. You, you like you said, you spend all. You, I mean, later on in the show, and we talk about mm-hmm. whatever, I'd like to talk about running backs in the first round next year, mm-hmm. in the first four rounds, and where guys are going to go. And we're going to do that for the next eight months. Right. And then next August, I'll, we'll draft some teams. And then do I want to go back into the grind, or do I just want to spend all that eight months that I'm working on, and then and we'll ride that. We'll see how that works out. Right. So I'll be hunting for some more best ball. That's my, that's my resolution. It's like investing. You strength. put your money in and you let it sit. You can't just be moving it around yeah. all the time. Play to your strengths. I'm lazy. That plays to my strength. <laughs> I got to do some best ball next week, too. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> Come on, everybody. That's we're appealing. Going. With you. KFC's <laughs> still open. AJ, we're doing good, I think, so far. Everybody good? Yeah. We, I, this, uh, um, I'm drinking the Summit Barley Wine. Yeah. Yes. The, uh, they just had a little summit event here at uh, JL Beers, and this barley wine is fantastic. And uh, it looks like Tuvi is also drinking something. Both of you are eating something fantastic. Yeah, well, I ate a box of mac and cheese with my daughter before. A- a- AJ I came, talked so. me off of my morning Humpty, which uh, you know as I, I like wow. to do because he's he, we've got just the, the ham Wednesday. Humpty, the Hampty dance, I believe, is what we're doing over <laughs> here. It's it's the same sandwich oh, but with ham instead of sausage, and I'm generally a. Well, I'm generally a sausage guy, but I thought I'd give the ham a try this time. And we're pairing it with the Liftbridge Tan Van, which not only talks about what Bo drives, which has gotten him in trouble a few times, but the, windowless. One of the guys, long time, and this is maybe advice for next year: get a beer distributor in your league. The league I Ooh, ran there's for, a resolution. for 30-some years. That one of us should have thought of. <laughs> my, my guy, Dave, who is now a, a big wig at Liftbridge. Is I'm he the sure former he Red can, Hook guy? He Red Hook guy. He, uh, he spent some time with Budweiser, which was tough, but he, he they, you know, they bought up it, some yeah. smaller brews, yeah. and we were able to work with that. And a longtime liney guy. But he's uh, at Liftbridge now, and I'm drinking their Tan Van, which is uh, spectacular. I mean, that might be my a- next AJ call. knows right in my wheelhouse. When I'm, I'm, I'm more of a, I'm a stout type of guy now. And you're cracking like, me up with this right in my wheelhouse. If you just point at the menu and you well, <laughs> right in my wheelhouse, I'm not turn Does it have down, alcohol in it? A I'm lot not of it. Turn All right, down a right beer, in my wheelhouse. When, when the beer is this dark, I think the only place I can go from here is is to the surly darkness, which is calling my name next. Mm. <laughs> yes, that's right. Right below my this one's the old bagger. That's what I, it's not. Barley wine is the type of beer. It's called the old bagger. And Bo, of course, uh, they I'm, had his ready when you got here. Yeah, pretty, I, much. pretty much when they see me pull into the parking lot, they start uh, they getting out the, the grain belts. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, that's smart. That's smart. Uh, and then we're – oh, we I still have to do my resolution. Yeah, what's your resolution? Um, Other than getting a beer guy in your league. Yeah, uh, that's a good one. And the be- I'm right with you on the best balls. I will be playing more best balls next year. Um, the <coughs> – this this comes up this time of year because I tend to and this isn't this isn't a I always do this but when I'm when I have a team in the fantasy playoffs I will usually get a little riskier not a lot but you know in these sort of you know toss up type situations I will go with the ceiling player um, because. I'm in the playoffs, and generally that means I'm playing the better teams, and then generally that means there's higher scores, and so I need to do better, right? Um, I follow. I And this uh, it's funny. This came uh, – I had a question my buddy Mike uh, had asked me this week. The, the, it was just in a text message, and there wasn't any additional context. It was just higher ceiling this week, Kenyon Drake or Cooper Cup. And I was at the – Packers tail bear, Packers Bears tailgate so I, you know I needed to get my mitten back on quickly so it's just cup you know but luckily he still played Drake and everything or were you fine. asking for a, a red solo yeah, cup please pass one um, and, and it's not like I was just not thinking about it but it was I I tend to have a bias in those sort of ceiling questions toward wide receivers um, and partners most leagues are PPR these days or half PPR and they're going to you know the the better receivers by definition, then are going to have higher ceilings. They generally have the opportunity for the bigger plays. There's more long pass plays than there are long run plays. Um, and so, you know, when when you're thinking ceiling in a vacuum, generally speaking, I'm, I'm thinking wide receiver, but I don't necessarily – just because a wide receiver – like basically any Rams receiver has a high ceiling. But, they, you know, I mean, any one of those guys, especially in a home game, can have a, a you know, a good day. Um, and so that's not to say I, – I basically, I'm not saying the ceiling isn't there. It is there. But what kind of person, what kind of odds are you talking with these guys? And is it really worth chasing a low-value, you know, high-ceiling type? I mean, it's a guy like Cooper Cup's still going to have a good day. But when I'm comparing, I'm using that just because it's the most recent example. But when you're looking at a Kenyon Drake, you, you know, going against a, a pretty bad run defense, you know, in an offense that's been pretty good to running backs, that he's clearly the the lead back on. Why shouldn't he be the guy that I consider the higher ceiling? Or to to sort of reframe the question, maybe he doesn't have the quote unquote higher ceiling. Maybe Cooper Cup could have had a 200 yard four touchdown day too and had a higher ceiling, right? But it's this sort of likelihood of hitting your expected value mm-hmm. and then really s- spending more time focusing on that and and player floors. I'm not one that's going to say you need to play your floor guy in the fantasy playoffs. I don't think that's right. But not. I, I'm going to take ceiling less out of the equation in, in considering when I'm answering people's questions and when I'm making my own lineups decisions just because those – it, it's so fickle. It's so easy to, you know, you know, a one extra yard on a deep ball me is the difference between you know an incomplete pass and a sixty-yard touchdown. It's just like I can't live that way. <laughs> you know, I need to be I need to be more focused on the the you know the targets, the the average depth of target. You know, the the opponent, like you mentioned, the yep. matchup. Um, but then considering the value of the known, um, you know, the known quantity in the running back, and not discount the 
the ceiling prospects of those players just because of the positions they play. Or, you know what you could do? Just being a best ball league, you don't have to mess with it. <laughs> just say it. I'm just say it. You're absolutely right. Thank you, Lamar Jackson, for being in some of my best ball teams. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that was a long diatribe. I should have scripted that out. I probably could have cut it in half. Nah, um, we like the rambling. <laughs> as I wake everybody up. Guys, show's back. Um, no, this is, uh, this is uh, your last opportunity, we should note, uh, to use that code 10 off we've been telling you all year over at fantasy labs like we said i mean you, you might be in your championship or third place game doesn't mean you can't play dfs and if you're out of your season long league then get into some of that dfs it's a, a way to keep the uh, keep the dream alive keep playing fantasy football it's a lot of fun and fantasy labs will help you set your lineup two of you i can't imagine you're not playing hockey tonight right you use some fantasy labs this evening i got some hockey going yeah. absolutely well, last i checked my goalie was working a shutout so excellent and i've been using them lately more and more for the player props tool as well sean corner does a great job uh with those over at the action network so um yeah can't uh you know we continue to give them high praise and and uh we'll continue to do so long after uh this uh season end of season episode is over so uh if you haven't yet use that code one zero off over at fantasy labs get ten dollars off a trial membership all right we got some big news things to get to this week as we get ready for week 16 so let's throw it over to Bo there at the channel score news desk ladies and gentlemen can i please have your attention I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Thank you very much. Let's start with uh, some injured reserve news. Uh, A couple of guys finally going on injured reserve officially here at the end of the season. Matthew Stafford officially placed on IR and Evan Ingram finally goes on injured reserve with that foot injury. Probably should have gone on that good month or so ago yeah that would have been nice and then uh ryan suck up uh to ir with greg joseph taking over as the tennessee kicker that's right and uh mike evans was thrown on there today as well ah, so yes. we got one more yep uh I, you know we weren't expecting stafford or Ingram to come back um i mean suck ups had opportunities to actually score points in that kicking game and just hasn't so greg joseph who knows? Maybe he's the kicker to take well, you to your title. I, I know because I, I thought the same thing. And I thought, <laughs> man, there's an opportunity sitting there. And I look back, every kicker <coughs> that the Titans have trotted out, and they've had three different ones this year, mm-hmm. averaging less than five points per game. Oy. That's not. It's not. It's not good. So no. I don't. I don't think you need to go after Greg Joseph. I, I was uh, encouraged with the uh, the Matthew Stafford to IR news because uh, if you've been riding the Lions back up to the backup quarterback you're no longer no longer being blau punked <laughs> what i got a blow come on you saw you saw bull durham he's got a blau punk stereo oh, in his okay. car thank you oh, man that's a throwback you <laughs> got mad when i had blau job you don't like blau punk <laughs> candles are nice what are we gonna do <laughs> I think we should move on. <laughs> Good call. Uh, let's uh, Speaking of quarterbacks, Will Greer is going to start for Carolina quarterback this week. And Daniel Jones is back in practice for the Giants. We <coughs> might have seen the end of Eli, maybe. I think we have. Um, so keep and, an eye on there. And he It has to. Yeah. They can't bring Eli back for the last game. Nope. Because the record is but, still at 500. Right. Now that's a good point. 
Yeah, and uh, this doesn't necessarily change much in terms of the weapons in New York, in terms of who you would use or who you you wouldn't use, I don't think. Um, The Will Greer thing is interesting, though, because to me this is a downgrade all of your Panthers situation. Even Christian McCaffrey, now a downgrade for him, he goes from one with the bullet to one by a little bit. Yeah, you're still <laughs> starting McCaffrey, and I th- think you're still starting DJ Moore, who's like third in the NFL in receiving yards. But I don't, I don't know, man. It I, dep- I'm depends. not. I'm not as as op- as optimistic on starting DJ Moore this week. That's for sure. On the other hand, they do have draft capital <clears throat> invested in him as a third round pick, the hundredth overall pick. And Kyle Allen, I, I thought his numbers were better, but he. They're not good. He checked out. He was between Tom Brady and and uh, Baker Mayfield Ooh. down at number twenty two in the uh, fantasy quarterbacks. So maybe Greer's legit because you get the feeling a new regime's going to move on from Cam Newton, and maybe Will Greer buys him a year or two. So as you were talking mm-hmm. about when you yeah. uh, lost Gardner Beowulf Minshew yeah. Jr. the yeah. third, this might be a, a cheap quarterback opportunity to uh, to stash for. I did. I saw maybe Harley a picked year up of, uh, today. Yeah, a year of work. Maybe uh, he was so bad. Like, I mean, even <laughs> going back to the Senior Bowl, but in preseason, he looked so bad. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. Like I wouldn't play Curtis Samuel. And you could argue it's been about as bad as it can be for Curtis Samuel. So he's got nowhere to go but up. But um, I still like no thanks there with DJ Moore. I, hey. I wouldn't feel great about it. Fantasy but. Draft has him in PP, so it's PPR. He's there, or Fantasy Labs, excuse me, has him as uh, their number six projected wide receiver this mm. week. That's with Will Greer quarterback. So they're smarter than I am, but um, I, wide receiver two for me, I guess, which in most cases, you know, he's still going to be in your lineup, but expectations diminished for yes. sure. You're worried about the guy that was Jeff Driscoll's backup before he transferred colleges? Yeah. Okay. I'm worried about yes. him. Uh, one tight end note, since we're talking Panthers right now and the receivers, Greg Olson's returning from his concussion. He cleared uh, concussion protocol on Monday. Practice it's made fully. with bits of real Panther, so you know it's good. Practice fully on Wednesday uh, prior to us uh, recording this podcast <coughs> on Wednesday night. So don't think any of us are uh, going out of our way to, given what we just talked about, right. start Greg Olson. And speaking of Paul Rudd, have you seen the Ghostbusters trailer? Really? There's new Ghostbusters? <laughs> Do you see that the show account tweeted that out last week, the the Ghostbusters trailer? Uh, I missed that. Yeah. I'll have to go back. That's, and that that's subtle. That's sly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's continue. Uh, some running back news. Uh, big news, of course, is Delvin Cook injuring his shoulder again this past week. And Alexander Madison had the ankle injury. Didn't even play in the game, so we saw a lot of Mike Boone. Who got picked up in some leagues this week, and complicating matters here. Uh, despite the fact that it sounds like Cook might be able to come back from this, is the fact that the Vikings and Packers play on Monday Night Football. That's right, they do. This there might not good. be anything. Left so to what play do we for? do? Well, if the Vikings, if the Rams, isn't it the Rams? If the Rams lose, the Vikings are in. Yes, they could mm-hmm. shuffle correct. with the Packers as far as where that seating is. <clears> so <throat> they're going so to want to play to win. For. But if you're already if you already have a seat at the table and your yeah. risk is dude that's gotten injured twice in the last two games he's played in, or maybe you see what you can do with backups and, and get him rest because you right. know you're going to need him in a couple weeks. And it's a perfect coaching thing to do to say that 
uh, Dalvin Cook, you know, well, we're thinking of playing him on Monday night. He, mm-hmm. he could be out. Just, you know, it's total. It feels like coach speak to me when you know, the reality, like you said, is for the most part, why would you play him at all? Just let him rest for the playoffs. They're, Vikings are all but locked into that sixth seed right now. And as you said, by the time they play Monday night, they they could have it all locked I'm just I'm just worried we're not going to have enough <clears throat> usable news to make sense waiting on any guy unless you literally own all three. You need to own Cook, Madison, and Boone yep. and plan on playing one. The That's problem a is it's a lot to ask. if Cook plays, I don't necessarily even want to play him because right. Right. A, he hurts himself again. B, he doesn't get as much work because... If Cook plays, you can't start any of them, I don't think. Right. I, I agree. And if you've got Adam Thielen, you definitely want somebody you can definitely. to. Definitely. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, really the most lucrative thing that could happen here from a fantasy perspective is if you've got... You happen to get all three of them or at least yeah. uh, have Madison um, and, and he's okay to play, which isn't a given either, um, right. is that... Uh, you, we definitely find out that Cook's ruled out. Yep. And it's not like the, the Packers have a lot of um, options. Like, it's not you're, – you're pro- unless you have Devontae Adams, who you're definitely starting. I mean, may, I guess maybe a Jamal Williams. Like, I'm trying to think of who you might be flexing, like, if that's your decision. It's like you've got one of these backs. Maybe you have Madison and Boone, and then you've got a – I don't even know. Who do you want to start from that team? Right. Jay Kumaro? No. Yeah, I mean, there's no other Packers not... receiver that's remotely dependable right. enough to right. start in a championship game, or even a third place game. Yeah, so I, yeah, I'm. This is for me. This is definitely a tie goes to the non-Viking on your roster right now. But we're recording this Wednesday night, and there, you know, this is when you're just gonna have to keep an eye on the news and see yeah. what happens. And just and just rem- keep that in mind that you know it's there's quite possibly a healthy dose of. Of Vikings coaches just kind of floating it out there that right. Cook could be available. I mean, if we hear Cook's going to not play, but then Madison is back, even though he hasn't practiced all week. I mean, how comfortable are you? How comfortable are you in playing Madison? Because no, it's not, same not. same thing. Yeah, I guess Boone's the only one that I'm really comfortable playing, and only in the scenario in which we know beforehand Madison and Cook yes. are both out. Yeah. If we find out they're both out, then and it's going to be the Mike Boone and Amir Abdullah show, <laughs> and CJ with Hamm. a little bit of CJ Ham. Hey, Ham had more snaps than both of them after uh, then, Cook went uh, out last week. Then, uh, well, Boone did have the two touchdowns. He, he did well. <laughs> All right, more running back news. Uh, Carry on Johnson returning from injured, injured reserve? Question it sounds mark? like he is. Uh, I don't know why. I'm Ron Burgundy. I don't know why you would play him if you're the Lions. I don't, and I don't, I don't, know, don't know why either. you would start him in your fantasy the championship li- after not seeing him for this. The long. Lions beat writers that I've been reading said that uh, not only has he been set back free since returning to practice two weeks ago, but that they want to get him reps heading into the offseason. Again, why? Why? What's what's the point? But he has played football before. He knows what he's doing. Meanwhile, you got Wes Hills, one of two undrafted free agent rookies in Clearly. NFL history. That's who everybody should have picked up last week. In, yep. In his first game. Can can either of you name the other undrafted free agent to score two touch two rushing touchdowns in his first NFL game? I'm willing to bet he's been on one of your teams at some point. Running back? Running back. Um, was it that uh, Cloyce Box? It was not Cloyce Box, <laughs> and he was a wide receiver. That, <laughs> okay. that was a good guess. I thought he dabbled that at running back. That was a heck back. of a try. I, uh, I feel like I'm going to be upset when you tell me the answer because I should know. Isaiah Crowell. 
Ah. I didn't know he was I would not have. I would not have guessed that. I know you wouldn't have. That's why I shortened hmm. it up. All right, I'm not as mad at myself. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little bit of wide receivers well, news before. We, or did you? Yeah, have well, no, to I was just going to say if if we do hear if if Carryon's going to play, you can't start a Lions running back. If they say, you know what, you know he's not going to play, and Bo Scarborough's back, you could maybe get some use out of him because he didn't play last week. That's why our, our uh, hence our trivia question this last week <laughs> because Scarborough did not play. But um, you've really got to be in a deep league for that to matter. So yeah, move on. Uh, wide receiver news, Chris Godwin, hamstring injury, Scotty Miller, hamstring injury, Mike Evans, as we mentioned, on injured reserve. So the Buccaneers are running out of wide receivers. They although... need to get hamstring shots in Tampa because clearly <laughs> or it's training contagious. Help. Yeah. They, this one's an interesting one because I believe Jameis Winston became the first quarterback ever to throw back-to-back 450-yard games. In the, in the regular yes, season, yes, that is correct. Um, and now he's got to uh, try to – Replicate that with Brashad Perriman and Justin Watson. And? And uh, I'm not even going to let you do it. Ishmael Hyman is the uh, slot receiver. I'm I'm predicting a breakout (laughs) No, 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 no. Uh, And then you've got Cam Brait and O.J. Howard. Probably see some two tight end sets. Cyril Grayson. 13 years old. (laughs) Uh, I'm just I'm just laughing to hide the pain of uh, in the one league where we were playing the stupid two week cha- yeah two week and, and I had a decision between I, I made some smart moves you were de- I deciding had, between Ishmael Hyman and I had injured guys I picked up some guys to plug in and then pretty much just kind of it set the lineup and didn't really go back to check until about you know one o'clock so after kickoff <laughs> real good and I. At like you, I had gone with Cole Beasley, and they're sitting on my bench. Why wouldn't you against the Steelers? Was, Seems great, <laughs> great idea. Well, they've <laughs> they've had their troubles with slot receivers, is what I told myself yeah. when I plugged him in. And besides, who would trust Brashad Perriman? Right. Who, instead of me doing a little slap pillow fight with Bo in the third place game, I'd be. <laughs> yeah playing for a championship but let's let's split the the ten dollars that the winner gets I think. um and then uh well the other takeaway from this of course is uh cue up your buccaneers wide receivers and oh what fun wouldn't it be to see oj howard out there winning winning a fantasy championship people after the season for people Jam- after the season he james reported along with cameron braid who yeah. we might might bring up later um julian edelman has a knee injury oh i know what that i'm supposed to do this I was just back looking at my Jameis Winston versus Patrick Mahomes decisions that I'm over two on the last two weeks, <laughs> trying to decide what to do for this week. I'm sure I'll screw it up. Hard to know what to do with Patriots injury news at, at any point. Yeah, they're so forthcoming. I'm going to check with the Bengals see if they have any. See if they got anything on tape. <laughs> DJ Chark could be coming back from his ankle injury. He missed last week's game, uh, so I had to bench him and and uh, start Cole Peasley last week <laughs> because he wasn't an option for me either. Um, sounds like he could be back and to make a run at his 1,000-yard season. Yeah, I'd, still, I'd use him if he plays. Yeah. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster has that knee injury still, still questionable. Don't know that we can quite trust Juju. No, if he comes back, I still am not playing here. I mean, you can't trust him more. Duck Hodges more so. Um I did want to say we kind of glossed over the Patriots thing, but yeah. Julian Edelman, there are, you know, like Dr. David Chow on Twitter, and there have been other 
others who've weighed in on this as well, but it does seem like Edelman is legitimately fighting through something, um, and his his numbers have gone down, his usage has gone down, um, and, you know, that pass offense just isn't that high octane anymore anyway. So I, um, if you survived starting him last week, um, right. I think that you can legitimately consider benching Julian Edelman if you have a reasonable other oh, option. Oh, for sure. You know, mm-hmm. not you know, just just by virtue of not knowing how bad this knee injury is. Buffalo's not a bad defense. I've heard they're good. Yeah. And finally, we wrap up the season at the news desk with, with Evergreen. Josh, yeah, Josh Gordon news. Of course, the he fifth, was the fifth Santa suspension. In the in the, did you see that controversy over the Christmas sweater with Santa's snorting coke, saying <laughs> that's how he's up all night. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, bad bad joke. I hope Josh Gordon gets the help he needs. I hope he does too. But I hope he's, he's just had a lot of help over the years. All done with football now, and just go get healthy. There's a really good article by Vincent Frank on uh, on, on exactly that how it's really not a football issue anymore, mm-hmm. and that uh, and Vincent Frank talked openly about uh, he had a sister die in this past year uh, from an addiction, an overdose sort of thing, and it's like you know that. People have tried to help him, and and you gotta want the help. And he <laughs> oh, for sure. has not has not taken that step yet. And maybe stepping away from football is for ever is is the way he's got to go to this, to save his life. Maybe, but when are you going to get more resources behind you? I, than that's, the NFL? that's that's what always bugged me about. You know, you're suspended for a year. You can't come to the facilities. Okay, so this is your job. You want to come back to your job, mm-hmm. but you have no support net. And and Gordon talked about being enabled all the way along. He talked about how Baylor taught him how to beat the drug test yeah. and all the different things along the way. And if you've been <clears throat> enabled all the way along, that's that's your support group, and they need to not enable you but support you in, yeah. in some way, shape, or form. This brings to mind just another just quick topic here as we as teams are wrapping up the season, specifically dynasty leagues. Uh, Gordon's one of those outlier players who's kind of always on the fringe. Should I have him on my roster or should I not? And right now we're looking at guys kind of, you know, for different reasons in that same vein as we wrap up the season. Guys like specifically Antonio Brown, Mm -hmm. Andrew Luck, Rob Gronkowski. Uh, I've seen a couple of these guys picked up in Dynasty Leagues Mm -hmm. this past week. do you have any I mean, strong why, feelings on any of those guys or other guys I that feel I like why failed not? to mention? I mean, yeah, I mean, if you have the roster room, yeah, take yeah. a stab at Andrew Luck. Yeah, I uh, I am with you 100. percent I'm all right for now. Give me like five minutes, AJ. Thank you. <laughs> um, the uh, trying to think. I you know I haven't seen any news on Jarek McKinnon. Mm. Yeah, that was a guy we talked about last week. Right, I brought his name up just as a I and I meant to <laughs> go back and look, but another guy maybe that you can pick up, but not. Not that they need another running back in that backfield. <laughs> no, they don't. I think this is the time because you're probably not going to be able to mess with your roster much mm-hmm. in the off season. But you know, I was I was reminded of one of my great dynasty league. You know, it's not really a blunder. Just uh, what could have been. As I was looking back uh, during the day job, doing some research for the Jacksonville game, and there's Justin Blackman, who I believe is sixth all-time in Jaguars history in, in yards per mm-hmm. uh, scrimmage yards per game. And I thought, God, that guy, I remember he was a first-round choice for me. And he had a nice, what, season, season and a half, mm-hmm. and then was was gone for a year and was pretty much out of the league for that reason. So I don't trust 
those type of guys, guys with a with the black mark on their record that are a whatever away yeah. from suspension. I don't trust them in August, but right now, if you've got the roster, they're gonna they're gonna hold up better on your roster over yeah. the off season than. Yeah. Naeem Hines or, yeah. or your fifth well, running back or something like yeah. that. So the you, key is if you have a dynasty roster and you've got just this why not? fat at the end of your bench that mm-hmm. you just were pit, had on your roster as as plug-and-play guys mm-hmm. here at the end of the season, why not just pick up Andrew Luck and see what happens? Yeah, yeah. and, I mean, Andrew Luck's in certainly a different category, obviously, than your Josh Gordon, Antonio Brown types. Rob I, I would say that um, you probably, if you just make it a habit of, adding those guys, and then when one hits, like let's say you add Antonio Brown in the off season, or you know before the season ends, mm-hmm. and then he signs with someone. Well, he's Antonio Brown. He has value. But you trade him before the season begins. Yes. And even if he goes crazy, you take that L because if you do, if that's just your play consistently over the years, you're going to be right way more yep. than you're going to be wrong, and you're going you're gonna to definitely make something uh, – you know, out of those moves. All right. Uh, where are we at here? Oh, we got to talk about whatever. Well, I, I want to. That felt like a whatever right there. There kind of was it's a whole lot of whatever transition. in this show. Um, whatever weather. I guess we could we could throw to the weather desk. Yeah, come just, on, Brick. What do we got? It, well, let me take a look at my Doppler radar here. My long term computer model forecast. Uh, not a lot of uh, weather to worry about. I just thought of it. Bared men would bear mentioning here as we're. Uh, into week 16, where we usually get uh, weather interrupting some of the games. Um, nothing on the long-range forecast that looks too daunting. We could, looks like we're going to get a, the few games in Florida um, where people are going to be in town to play the Dolphins, you dumbass, and, yeah. and, the, and the Buccaneers. We could have some windy games. And that's usually the biggest concern when which it comes game, to weather. Yeah, what, do you know which ones the, the wind um, concerns are? Just so people can keep an eye out on Sunday morning. It would well. It would be the the none ground. of the indoor games. Don't don't worry about those. Nope. It would, the air conditioning. It would be the, the, the Houston Tampa Bay game okay. and the Cincinnati Miami game. One Saturday, one Sunday. But right now, the the wind doesn't look like it's going to be enough of a factor to make too much of a difference so basically what i'm saying is start them as you normally would and don't worry too much about the weather this Take week five smoke me if you got them all yep. right i like that it was cold in green bay last week indeed that was not fun yeah no, how, it how was that fun. Go? you made it out alive because the bears lost so close though man one more pitch one you, more pitch were you head to toe bears regalia no I, I had snow pants on and Boots okay. and jacket. I had a Bears hat on. How many Packer fans were dressed as referees in addition to the <laughs> six or eight on the field? Did I say that out loud? I'm uh, sure did. Yeah, that's, uh, that hit. Cordell Patterson right. with the hit of the year that got flagged. That, yeah, was, that was gorgeous. BS. Yep. Uh, yeah. Oh, well. Um, maybe next year. I'm, the Bears are now 0-3 in Lambo games that I've been to. Um, also, did not do good at the craps table the night before. Just Maybe stop going time. to Wisconsin. <laughs> I, had a, I, I still had fun. It was a good time. Thanks, Geimer, for having me. My buddy Jason came to town from Arizona from it. He said his whole flight was – he came from Phoenix. said it was on a flight full of, full of Packer fans, easy for me to say. Like, because it's, you know, Phoenix is a pretty big hug. So they so ran people out of come beer. In, I guess. But, yeah, there was a lot of uh, warm weather folks that came in for that game. But, yeah, it's good. it was a good time. There were, there were a, a lot of Bears fans there, actually. There always are. Um, it's always nice to see. I'm not the only uh, 
the only one in there. It's good to have a friendly. All right, uh, Tuvi, what's your whatever? Well, I was looking at, uh, as I want to do, looking ahead for what the next few months entail and uh, was thinking that zero running back might might not have been the way to go this year. (laughs) So I I looked at, I I put side by side the running backs that had an ADP in the first round and side by side with the top 24 running backs because it, strangely enough, 24 running backs. So in a 12-team league, your mm-hmm. starting running backs went uh, in the first four rounds. Of the guys that were not in the ADP, uh, t- you know, the top 24 ADP, you, you had exactly three. Austin Eckler, which, understandable situation. Yeah. He got half a season of RB1 no really, work yeah. before uh, most of the drafts hit. Um, Jordan Howard, who is probably on the fringe, and Miles Sanders, who is also on the fringe, and we couldn't really determine what was going to happen in that backfield. Uh, correct me, uh, I'm sorry. Um, two more hiding there in the fourth round. Devin Singletary, a rookie for Buffalo, who is again probably hiding out in that fifth, sixth range, mm-hmm. and Darius Geis, who got injured and came back. And mm-hmm. so. The guys that uh, that were in the top four rounds of, of ADP that didn't hit, David Johnson, we've talked about him and, and the injury. Um, Devontae Freeman, a little bit of injury, a lot of underperforming. David Montgomery, kind of in the same boat as those rookies that did sneak in, uh, Singletary mm-hmm. and Sanders. And Sony Michelle, who we've talked yeah. about with the Patriots, who, you know, after crapping the bed all year for me, then shows up in week, what, 15, 16, <laughs> after he's single-handedly eliminated my team. So, and then you look at the wide receivers and, and how deep that position is going to be. I mean, is there a spot in the first round for Chris Godwin? And if so, is Mike Evans fall to the second round? And Julio and Mike Thomas and on right. and on and on. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's where your depth is. Maybe you hit the running backs hard in the first couple rounds and then for sure all that talent is there so just like the old days just throwing that out there is yeah it's it's an old school way to go because Bo you know as as well as anyone that uh, way back when that was that was the the sneaky way to do things was take your receivers take your quarterbacks when everybody else was loading up on running backs and now that we've kind of come full circle and Mm -hmm. oh and I wanted to point out some of the uh Oh, what was the guy from Kansas City that was going to set the world on fire? Was going in the second round, third round? What was Damian the guy? Damian Williams. Nicole Hardman. From the Rams, the running back that was going to replace Todd Gurley? Mm-hmm. Malcolm Brown. Yeah. Those were kind of the, the zero RB heroes heading into the team and or into the season. And yeah, I maybe, met Darwin Maybe Thompson, not so much. Not Nicole Hardman, but yes. Yeah. Well, and that's uh, – between like people taking Tony Pollard because of the Zeke holdout and Darwin Thompson's preseason status, like those are the things you need to watch out in best ball because you start loading up on those, and by the time week fifteen shows up, you're like, oh boy, yep. <laughs> didn't work out so well. Gotta make sure you're diversifying your portfolio, friends. We're sticking with that investment analogy when it comes to best ball, I'm riding that the whole way. That's my actionable whatever for for the year. My thought I'd squeeze one in before the end of the season. Excellent. Uh, mine is for uh, you folks still playing, in whether it's in a title game or a third-place game, um, and it's blocking your competitors. So 
there are Ooh, Bo like went this. Bo yes. went through you know some of the injured guys and and you know whatever the uh, you know some underperformers out there. Take a look at the the teams still playing, um, you know particularly your opponent and seeing what they need. And you know how we told you three four weeks ago, get your Tony Pollard, your Alexander Madisons, et cetera, et cetera. You don't need those handcuffs anymore because the season's over. You're dropping those guys, and if like if say you know your competitor needs a wide receiver maybe this week that you know we've already gone through waivers by the time you've listened to this but you know if if he's got somebody who's questionable or you know maybe just sort of an end of a bench type guy that you're not sure he would start um you know and maybe there's a couple guys on waivers you're, you're dropping all of the guys you're not starting this week and picking up every single one that that player might take off of waivers to make him go further down the list, um, you know, or use whatever's on his roster. I'm, I'm facing roster. Bo in a third place game, and I know that he's got Adam Thielen and doesn't know what to do. So so far, <laughs> I've, I've picked up BC Johnson, Laquan Treadwell, um, Joe Jurevicius, and Jake Kummerow. So he has no Damn one it. to pivot to. I was gonna grab Jurevicius. <laughs> no, I'm gonna go get Dietrich Gels. <laughs> Clay's box might be available. Um, did I get the name right? No, Clay's. Cloyce. That's what Cloyce I said. box. Oh, yeah. I thought you said Cliff. No, Cloyce. Cliff's that's from his Cheers. That's, that's his brother. brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well-known brother. But yeah, that's uh, you know, short and sweet. There. Make sure you're, uh, you're. There's still game theory happening, even though, uh, even though it's just you and one more. I uh, thought that ended. League. Wasn't season eight of game theory last year? It was big game theory. Big no. No, yeah. might not. Did you? Did we talk about this? I know we talked about my movie idea. No, that oh. too. The um, we we talked about the Christmas vacation. Oh yeah. Did you see there oh, actually yeah. is going to be on eight like uh, the what's the uh, the actor's name um, from Big Bang Theory? That's what made me think of it. Chevy He's Chase. executive producing it, um, and basically bringing the band back together for an HBO Max series. Man, must be nice to have Christmas more money vacation. than you know what to do with. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah, I just want to get this whole. But like seriously, like a week after I wrote that, are they taking the script that you wrote for it? No, I still haven't wrote. Well, because I saw that and I was like, I don't need to do it. They've Uh got um, no, write it and sue him. You could do it. Stealing your idea. (laughs) I can't remember the writer's name, but he had uh, some good credits to his uh, portfolio, including Scrubs. Matt Barry. Oh no, it wasn't. Scrubs was a funny show. I like Scrubs definitely. Um, Too soon. (laughs) (laughs) Believe that was Crocodile Dundee. Uh, Uh, Return to. The Outback in New York or something. Huh? I think that's right. Uh, all right. Well, we have – oh, we before we uh, – it's 50-50. We should mention Fantasy Draft. You still can use that code FFPARTY if you have not yet, and now you are finally out of your uh, your season-long league. You know, now's the time to get in. Seven-day free trial. Rake-free. DFS. I played, like, crap last week in my, 50, my head-to-heads. I maybe won, like, four, so you're welcome, everyone. Um, but I'm Do it again sure I'll week. be back in there. Season again. of giving. This is a season of giving. But hey, we've we've been talking about playing rake free fantasy all year long, and it is fantastic. Uh, you know, the there's always overlay, and uh, if not, you're still getting paid out 100 percent of entry fees uh, in whatever you are playing in, from uh, your head to heads, small cash games to uh, to the big tournament. So check it out, fantasydraft.com. Promo code FF Party. I'd like to lobby them. I made it through the entire fall without having to pick up a rake. Now I, I don't want to pick up a shovel. Can they do some <laughs> shovel-free stuff? Hmm. That's smart. Good promo. Yep. When they're giving away, instead of the toasters, they can give away oh, um, free shoveling. Or snowblowers. I might have some snowblower guys on my own. 
Yeah. Or just some salt to throw in the driveway where so it that, gets icy. That Put only works so it. much. I mean, I got lots of salt. and <laughs> It's almost as much work to throw that around as it is to shovel the stuff. Oh, boy. Yeah, well. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, now it is time to talk 50-50. These guys are owned in 50% or less of fantasy leagues. Next, John, Anthony, and Bo will discuss whether they're high-value acquisitions or not worth the risk. 60% of the time. It works every time. It's time for 50-50 on the Fantasy Football Party Podcast. We did all right last week. We had some pretty uh, pretty nice. Brashad Perryman was like the play. Like Marvin Jones Jr. for me. Yeah, Darius Slayton came through. Wish I would have actually played that. (laughs) Tyler Higby took uh, garbage time to the house. Chris Conley, speaking of, uh, he did basically all his damage in the fourth quarter. But, hey, we'll take it. A couple of touchdowns. Chiefs DST, Amendola, who you mentioned. Fitzmagic, Dan Bailey. 15 points. Guy. Again, Dan another I, I special teams it. player of the week award for Dan Bailey when Tubi get, picked him. And just don't stop. And then, uh, yeah, we had some some bummers too. Justin Watson, Alan Hearns, Cole Beasley. Yeah. Well. Uh, we were David and Joku. That was our bad. It was the Ricky Seals-Jones revenge game. That was our fault. Yes, and Joku was on that. us, clearly. Yeah. And uh, Randall Cobb, who that team scored, what did the Cowboys score? 44. <laughs> and... Cobb had Amari, negative yards. Cobb had negative three. It was between Amari, Gallup, and Cobb. They combined for like twenty-two yards. Their top three receivers. Like it's insane. Yikes. That was one. That was another one. Somebody asked me this week, um, and it was when I was tailgating, uh, and it was uh, <laughs> AJ Brown or Amari Cooper. And to me, like I actually struggled on that one. Like I, that was one of those where my head was telling me Cooper and my heart was telling me Brown and. Uh, my mind's telling me no, and my no, that was a different thing. Um, my son had A.J. Brown, Amari Cooper, and Michael Gallup that he was deciding yeah. between for two spots. And I said, absolutely, A.J. Brown, Yeah, which turned out well. Yeah, that did and work. And I said, you know, I'd probably lean towards Cooper, Yeah, so that means it'll be Gallup. Well, I insa- I had And s- then, I as, as it turns out. Then, yeah. <laughs> I had said Cooper just because I thought Dallas would do what they did in terms of putting up a lot of points on that defense at home. I just didn't think there was any possible way they could put up that many points with their receivers yeah. doing nothing. And so I, I, I did feel bad about that one. Uh, but we move on. We move on to 50-50 where Bo had the first pick this week. So we will let him begin. I did not take a quarterback with my first pick, but we always start with quarterbacks here. And I was the third Tradition. third person to draft a quarterback this week. And the first two on my list were taken by you guys. Very, very nice. So... I wound up with Gardner Beowulf Minshew third for one last time this season. Going up against the Falcons this week, he's still available in about 85% of ESPN leagues. Now on fantasy drafts this week, he'll cost you $10,800. So he's right smack dab in the middle of the value rating system, according to Fantasy Labs. QB number 16, according to Fantasy Labs and their cash game models. It's, which feels right. I mean, the ceiling's around 200-something yards and maybe a couple scores. So yeah. uh, DFS purposes, probably not in QB2 and Superflex formats at best. And Beowulf still in the running for Bo's new dog's middle name. Yes, yes. I what kind of pup? We didn't adopted kind of a yeah. uh, just short of three-month-old puppy last night before recording this podcast. So he's still still a youngin'. He's, his dad was a Chesapeake. And mom was a feist. 
So my, I've never uh, heard of either of yep. those things. <laughs> yeah, Vice, <laughs> means, Vice means get to be about twenty to thirty pounds. Chesapeake sixty to eighty, and try wow. to try to envision that happening. That's, how that? That's a hundred to hundred and ten pounds. <laughs> <laughs> no math major. <laughs> so splitting the difference, we'll think he'll, we think we think he'll get maybe to forty to fifty pounds. His name is is Rocky. Still doesn't have a right. middle name though. Maybe Rocky two, Rocky three. I like it. Very or good. Or Beowulf. Or Beowulf. He can have multiple middle names. Absolutely. Right. Why not? Tubi? When I got a dog, I named it Stay, which caused just a lot of a lot of problems. <laughs> dog needed some sort of therapy. <laughs> uh, my quarterback, we talked about him last week, and uh, I'm actually uh, going with Phillip Rivers this week. He faces the soon-to-be Las Vegas Raiders, uh, 11,200 on fantasy draft. Those Raiders have allowed the second most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. Let me show you what the turkey hole is. Nice. I think that's the only Raiders reference we're going to have here. So Rivers has yeah. had multiple touchdowns in four straight games against Oakland, 300 or more yards or multiple touchdowns <laughs> or both in five straight overall. So mm-hmm. pivoting from Eli Manning last week to Phillip Rivers this week. I'm going to uh, the man whose beard uh, I aspire to attain, Ryan Fitzpatrick, going against Cincinnati. You're on your way. Thank you. I'm working hard at it. My face is doing all the work. 11,300 Fantasy Labs, quarterback number nine in cash models this week. Uh, Cincinnati, <clears throat> they've actually been better of late. They've, been, they've given up the ninth most fantasy points to quarterbacks, but uh, that, that better run as of late has come against Carr, Hodges, Darnold, Mayfield, and Brady. So... Um, funny that Brady's in that mix but he is uh Fitz leads the Dolphins in rushing this season so I have the Dolphins leading rusher on he my does. team. Um, <laughs> that's ridiculous <laughs> at 201 yards um 33 or more in rushing yards in three of his last four games and now has multiple touchdowns in three of his last four starts running backs all right running backs I've got three of them this week <laughs> wow. today. uh first guy we've talked about a lot already Mike Boone uh, so all I'll really say here is that, uh, you know, hopefully Dalvin, for, if you intend to start Mike Boone, the best scenario in which to start him is Dalvin's out and Madison is also ailing. What so, kind of uh, name is Boone anyway? <laughs> Comanche Indian. Uh, he's got a good ceiling, obviously, and a floor of zero. So <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to my next running back here. Uh, Boston Scott of the Eagles going up against the Cowboys. He's still available in over 90% of ESPN leagues. Will only cost you $7,100 on Fantasy Draft, and that makes him running back 14 on Fantasy Labs this week in the cash game models. He's a PPR flex option and a good DFS value you, this week. Yes. Uh, this is if Jordan Howard doesn't come back, I presume, or is it well, even it, with? It's even with okay. it's the receptions, PPR. Yeah, He's true. got 13 receptions over the last two games. For an Eagles team that's sure. running out of wide yeah, receivers, no, for so. sure. he's like Darren Sproles too, electric yeah. boogaloo. Yeah, any 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 touches he gets in the running game is is pure gravy. He's yeah. he's just getting a lot of catches right now. So a flex play and and uh, a it. cheap cheap uh, DFS play, uh, only uh, seventy one hundred dollars on fantasy draft. And then my third running back is Gus Edwards of the Ravens, going up against the Browns. Still available in ninety five percent of ESPN leagues. He'll cost you eighty three hundred dollars on fantasy draft. And my thinking here is strictly that. The Ravens have the division locked up, and who knows? They might even have um, seating completely locked up. I don't. I didn't check to see if they could, but just based on the fact that they have the division locked up, mm-hmm. why not uh, give Ingram some time off here in weeks? It not bench him, obviously, but maybe Edwards gets extended yeah. run here and and some extra shots at the goal line. And so. even if it's 
Edwards in instead of Ingram, I could see them just destroying the Browns. This yeah, week. that's the other thing. They, <laughs> pair that with just the, the game script that we're yeah. probably looking at here, which will involve a lot of running by the by Baltimore yeah. in the second half of the game. Tooby? I'm going with uh, two running backs, and I'm taking the change bank theory. How do, how do you accomplish it? Volume, volume, volume. 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 Peyton Barber against the Houston Texans, $7,700 on Fantasy Draft. The Texans have allowed nine running back touchdowns over their last five games, and Barber has double-digit carries in each of his last four. I smell opportunity right there. <laughs> oh, is that what that is? That is. That's, either that or I think your dog just that, left that the was something I smell what the rock is yeah. cooking. Yeah, you know what? You're going to get so sick of saying that yeah. after cleaning that up gonna walk in, time. walk in the house after work saying, yeah, I smell what the rock is cooking. <laughs> Uh, my other running back taking the same uh, approach, Patrick Laird against the Bengals. He's in town to play the Bengals, you dumbass. $9,400 on fantasy. It yeah, but he's a Dolphin. <laughs> no, so yeah. He doesn't really have to kind of adjust it. It's like the third leading rusher on the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> the Bengals have allowed running backs to produce 100 or more scrimmage yards in four of their last five games. Um, Laird has 47 of the 69 Miami running back touches over the nice. last three games. Plus, they're only nice. running back touchdown. So, Patrick Laird gets the other coveted running back spot on my 50-50 run. It is coveted. It is. I've got DeAndre Washington, so I lied about uh, not being able to um, play this drop again. Let me again. show you what the turkey hole is. We should have mentioned Yashi Axon in the news. Yashi Jacobs in yeah. the news segment. Well, he played through the injured shoulder last week and did, you know, yeoman's effort. Good job by, uh, by him. But now the Raiders are mathematically eliminated, and that's what this – play is all about josh jacobs could definitely play this week in which case i don't love deandre washington as your uh um you know dfs play maybe as a tournament dart but uh at 7800 right now only fantasy labs running back 37 because they do anticipate jacobs playing though um now oh breaking news going to the bow at the breaking news desk you have something for me uh, it looks like josh jacobs will not play oh, in week 16 this uh, came out about uh, just a couple hours ago. We missed it as we were driving here en route to Jail Beers. Yes. Yeah, don't Coach, look at your computer when you're driving. You're yeah. going to get in trouble. That's Gruden, right. Gruden, Coach Gruden, who uh, Coach. knows all about the turkey hole. Yeah, he's going to do this. Let me show you what the turkey hole is. He said he's going to uh, hold out to Yashi Jacobs. Oh, no, that's smart. And, yeah, that is smart. So, Andrew Washington, <laughs> your guy now. Yeah, Great well, pick. at 7,800, all of a sudden you know who everyone else will have in their cash game lineup, so make sure you Is he becoming chalky? Him. He is He is the chalk. You are going to probably want to eat that chalk this week at uh, uh, going against the uh, L.A. This Clippers. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's Yuck. the way it goes. Chargers is mid-pack uh, versus running back, so... Um, yeah, so I like those circus peanuts, those orange things that are all chalky. Those might as well chalky be Chalky tasting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the different colors of chalk, they don't similar. taste any different either. The thing with no. Washington was that when Jacobs didn't play the last time, I'm just you guys keep going. Uh, he We're actually talk amongst got, ourselves yeah, over there. I just turned you guys off for a minute. Um, he he actually got just as many carries, you know, as Washington does, uh, or as uh, excuse me, as Josh Jacobs did, uh, just in ter- you know in terms of his typical workload, but was also being used in the passing game, which Jacobs hasn't been. Uh, so especially on a PPR site like Fantasy Drafts, it's going to be uh, tough to get away from DeAndre Washington this week. All right, 
Carry on about your circus peanuts or wide receivers. <laughs> no, we're, I've said enough about circus peanuts. Oh, am I up wide receivers? Yeah. Uh, this concerns all of us. First wide receiver is the guy that I uh, should have started in my semifinal game last week. Danny Amendola still available in uh, over 80% of ESPN leagues. $9,800 on fantasy drafts this week. That makes him the wide receiver number 17 according to Fantasy Labs, after going for 102 yards on 13 targets last week. This week, the opponent's much tougher, um, gets the Broncos instead of the Buccaneers. Much tougher opponent, but the same large share on deck this week and uh, probably get double-digit targets again. He's a flex play and a DFS value. James Washington is my other Wide receiver this week. One of us has had James Washington now for, I think, about a month straight. He's got tons um, of air yards. He, he is. And and Juju, as we talked about, uh, can't trust him. Um, Washington had a season-high 11 targets last week, 83 yards against a good Bills defense. And the Jets' defense, not quite as good. That's who he'll face this week. He, that's a very neutral matchup. But uh, the price tag on Washington now has, has gone up to $11,200 on fantasy drafts, so not a great DFS value this week. I'll, I'll follow the same approach as Bo and uh, try and salve the wound of uh, not plugging this guy into a lineup. You're going to salve week. or balm? Um, well, I usually save the balm for, like, a chat yes. situation. This is more, well, this is, I guess Ointment? This be, Maybe yeah, ointment? Might be ointment. What about an oil? Would you use an oil? And essentially, I would use an oil okay. yes. elixir, probably, maybe some some elixir. sort of. Yeah, you're drinking period. some elixir right yes, now. It's a very good elixir. Uh, Brashad Perryman against got. the Texans, ten thousand five hundred. So they priced him up a little bit because they saw the five catch, hundred and thirteen yard, three touchdown beauty that he dropped last week on my bench. Okay, uh, last three. Where games, was he on your bench? He was on my bench. Okay. Uh, last three games he's had, it's not just a one-week wonder thing for him as well. 270 yards over the last three games, four touchdowns, uh, 13 catches on 17 targets. If you would have told me at some point prior to the season, given his reputation, that of 17 t- targets he would have dropped 13, would not have been at all surprised. So uh, enjoy the run while it's lasting against a defense that just let A.J. Brown rack up 114 yards and a touchdown on eight catches. Again, no, we talk about pretty much no wide receiver other than guys with names they won't let me say in the air. So <laughs> You could have woken up with your head sewn to the carpet. You wouldn't have been <laughs> exactly. surprised. Uh, and the other guy that uh, is going to start at wide receiver on my 50-50 team, I know he was on all your draft boards at the start of the season, Greg Ward Jr. against the Cowboys. Former quarterback. $8,900. Great grandchild of Cloyce Box. I believe <laughs> he's related somehow. He's definitely the son of Greg Ward senior <laughs> nine this targets can, in each how do you know we can almost guarantee this <laughs> I'm, I'm going with it i know it hasn't been fact checked i'm rolling with it nine targets in each of the last two games last week he actually did something with those targets seven catches 61 yards and a touchdown the cowboys have allowed five wide receiver touchdowns in their last three games eight wide receiver touchdowns in their last five and uh as bo mentioned they they are pretty much uh, like the buccaneers they are out of healthy wide receivers mm-hmm. so Really, nobody left to throw to except Greg Ward Jr. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I've got oh, I've got a few of these. All right, Anthony Miller going against Kansas City uh, at just eighty nine hundred. He's Fantasy Labs uh, wide receiver eight. 
in uh, according to uh, or in, at Fantasy Draft, excuse me. So uh, very good at cash game play here. Kansas City is allowing the second fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. You don't love to see that. Um, in half PPR, only five double-digit wide receivers against them since week two. Uh, that being Kansas City. So interesting to note that that defense has um, definitely tightened some things up on the back end there. But, I mean, this is now fi- – stop it. Now 52 targets in the last five weeks for Anthony Miller. Touchdowns in back-to-back weeks. Probably should have had two last week. There were some tight window throws from Mitch last week, but he missed Anthony Miller's. I just can't even speak anymore. Um, 118 or more yards in two of his last three for Anthony Miller. What else can I say that's inappropriate to make go laugh? Let's see going. what else I have. Let's go uh, over those Bucks receivers again. <laughs> <laughs> I was I actually thought you might take Ishmael just in fifty fifty Ishmael who? Sake. I was going to say, I was going to have, say we're going with call me Ishmael. The, please for the love of all things holy, call me Ishmael. Um Merry Christmas. I can't even tell you what book it's in because you'll just laugh. <laughs> Zach Pascal versus Carolina, 11,400. Now you have to. <laughs> oh, come on. You've read the Herman Melville classic. He goes on a lot of tangents about whaling. Yes. I'll tell you that. So there's a big white whale. Yeah. Mm. His name's Moby. <laughs> and then it's Richard. But mm. they go with the shortened version. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Do you think the parents were <laughs> brought that into consideration at all? Dick, that's, I, know, I know our last name is going to get some laughter, but let's give them a first name from a book that will distract them from the last name. What are we uh, even talking about? Are we still doing the 50-50? No, we're minus. in the classical it, literature is segment. Is this thing on? Uh, Zach Pascal versus Carolina, 11,400. Fantasy Labs wide receiver, 44. So not and tournament dart only. I. Look, T.Y. Hilton was back last game, was obviously limited. He was he, he was kind of in and out even late in the game. So, I mean, I I think he'll play, but I don't think he's going to get full snaps because at this point Indy's out, mathematically eliminated here. Carolina, meanwhile, along the eighth most fantasy points to wide receivers. And Pascal's got six or more targets in six of the last seven games. I think the 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 path to failure here for Pascal is that Carolina defense is so bad against the run that Marlon Mack just racks up a bunch of points, and that Will Greer is so bad that Carolina doesn't score, so Indianapolis doesn't really have to, you know, pedal to the metal here. So, um, But a good matchup if they do uh, have to put some points on the board. Justin Watson versus Houston, 8,000. Uh, even Fantasy Labs, wide receiver 30 at Fantasy Draft. Houston's mid-pack versus wide receivers. Watson's now the wide receiver, too, with Godwin's injury and Evans, of course. Who's he lo- stealing targets from? Uh, <laughs> two weeks ago, turned eight <laughs> targets into 59 yards and a touchdown. Not worried about uh, Kami Ishmael stealing looks. Jameis has 42-plus attempts in six of his last eight and 13 touchdowns in his last five games. There's plenty. Nope, not going to finish that sentence. <laughs> Russell Gage versus Jacksonville. 8,700, Fantasy Labs wide receiver, 43. He was the clear number three um, last week at 52 snaps. Christian Blake actually had 57 with Calvin Ridley out, but Blake only had one target. Meanwhile, Gage caught five of six targets, only 27 yards, but that was against San Francisco. Jacksonville D's been much more susceptible to wide receivers as of late, um, overall allowing the 10th fewest fantasy points to the position, but I'm not too scared of that Jacksonville defense at this point. Tight ends, Bo. Start all your tight ends against the Cardinals every week. It happens here as, as long as 
as we can pull it off here. And Jacob Hollister is the contestant this week for the Seahawks. Uh, $8,500 on fantasy draft, so he's not a tremendous DFS value because his price has gone up. Uh, the perfect streamer, though. Perfect streamer option for uh, if one is needed on your yeah. team for Week 16. Cardinals have allowed 1,023 yards and 15 touchdowns in 14 Jeez. games to tight ends. So they're basically Travis Kelsey, basically, is what tight ends yeah. are doing against them every single Whammy. week. Well, if you can't start a tight end against the Cardinals, you could go with the Killer G's. I've got two tight ends going this week. Over the last five weeks, Mike Gusecki is tight end nine, and Dallas Goddard is tight end 11. So these are two legit starters yeah, ooh, available. Dallas on Dallas crime here. I, I'm ooh. going with the double Dallas here, the double Ds. Uh, probably shouldn't go down that road. Yeah. Okay. Um, the last time that uh, Goddard saw Dallas, he had four catches for... Almost 70 yards. and it Was it up. more than 68? It was more than 68. Three, nice. three feet more, as a matter of fact. Uh, and last week, the Cowboys gave up 12 catches and 111 yards to Tyler Higby. So Dallas on Dallas crime. I love it this week. Uh, $8,000 on fantasy crime. draft. Love crime. Big fan. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big, big proponent of Dallas on Dallas crime, at least this week. And then uh, here's our snowblower guy, Mike Gesicki. He gets the Bengals just $7,000, and they kick in a free snowblower on that's fantasy draft. That's true. way more expensive than a toaster. Yeah, I know. That's, that's it's totally not true. It's clearance. It's end of the year. They're trying to get some people I don't think they're even giving the you a tournament. shovel. It's not even winter yet. That's true. Technically. Technically. Yeah, a couple you're, days. You're right. By the time people listen My to this, it might be happy me. winter. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've passed the darkest day of the year, if you're listening to this two days from when we recorded it. Uh, five targets or five or more targets in seven straight games for Gesicki. A total of 45 over that span. Going back to the change bank theory, volume, volume, volume. Mike Gesicki is my other killer G at tight end. You have to be of a certain age to even get that reference, I think. That's true. And a fan of Saturday Night Live. But right. really, if you're not, why not? I mean, go. they've got this thing called YouTube. Yeah. 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 Does SNL have, like, don't they usually block their stuff from YouTube? They've got their own... Mean, Your own channel. Yeah. Oh, okay. Do you have to, like, pay for it or something? I hope not. Okay. I've found ways around it. Perfect. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, <clears throat> I mean you, I'm going to stop talking now and just talk <laughs> about Ishmael. doesn't Ishmael. pay for any of the Speaking videos of he watches. Oh, some <laughs> of them you have to. Cause <laughs> <laughs> nope. Wait. Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, Cameron Brate's going to be my tight end versus Houston, 5,500. He's Fantasy Lab's tight end. Six over at Fantasy Draft. Uh Scored two weeks ago on four targets after Evans went down. Saw seven targets last week. He had a 14-target game back in mid-November, and he's now up to nine touchdowns the last two years despite a limited role. Houston allowing the eighth-most fantasy points to tight ends. Uh, basically, this is if you have a healthy pass catcher that plays for the Bucks. Congratulations. He's probably going to get Such lots as. of targets. Yep. It's looking at breakout games for, mm. from a lot it's of really them. really going to bust out this week. Oh, yep. boy. Defense special teams. Okay. Uh, my <laughs> my kicker is going to be Young Ho Koo. Oh, no. Leave it to Bo to finish on a Young Ho. <laughs> he had 16 field goals in the five games before running into San Francisco last week. But now that he's back home indoors in Atlanta, comfy, cozy confines, a uh, much easier matchup this week against the Jaguars. So, Three or four more field goals on tap for Young Ho Koo. 60% and of the time, it works every time. <laughs> Absolutely. The Broncos will be my defense 
uh, at home against what's left of the Lions offense, and they are defense number two on Fantasy Labs for Fantasy Draft Cash Games this week. And I think one of you has defense number one. I was going to say, Bo, you can take number two all you want because I've got number one. I've got the Colts defense against Carolina, just (laughs) $5,900 on Fantasy Draft. They are Fantasy Labs' top-rated D this week. They're facing Will Greer in his first NFL start, and I'm following the same recipe that has worked out so well for me in just nailing my defense pick, so uh, take that with a track record. But at kicker, by request, I've got Vikings fans coming out of the woodwork. Skip contacted me personally and said, please take take Dan Bailey this week, so I did. Off, coming off his uh, season-high 15 points, which I predicted, which I predicted two weeks ago. But he, he got his 15 points eventually. He's indoors. Nice work. It's the Monday night hammer for your oh, absolutely. Yeah. Dan a foot Bailey hammer. hammer. Nice. Foot hammer. A foot Thor. hammer. Yeah. yeah. That's a know. thing. Take it away, Mosh. Finish this. <laughs> what would a foot hammer even be called? <laughs> Never mind. Okay. Just Why not a foot hammer? <laughs> he's been, foot hammer he's been drinking. foot hammer? <laughs> I'm inventing that. <laughs> He's still but, on the Vantan. I, that's, I'm drinking this, the same thing. This Vantan's really good. Oh, you might just be tucking I'm lining up for that evening. surly darkness. Washington's defense special teams going against the Giants. I've got them this week. Fantasy Labs got them as the defense special teams number four over at Fantasy Draft at 6,000 even. Giants are allowing the third most fantasy points to defense special teams this year. They have been a little better in the last month in that regard. Uh, but a little, maybe a little rust for Daniel Jones coming back after a couple weeks off. We'll see. Washington's defense is sneaky average, a snack <laughs> in every game except when they played the Giants in week four, weirdly enough. They did have two interceptions and two fumble recoveries in that game, though, uh, and they have been uh, piling up a few more sacks as of late. Jason Myers versus Arizona is going to be my kicker. Foot hammer. Foot hammer. <laughs> the highest implied <laughs> team point total. I think I know it's going to be in the title of this one. So. <laughs> highest implied team point total. Um, and he's got multiple field goal attempts in each of his last four home games with 11 combined in his last three home games. So, uh, yeah. Seattle, and you said no weather. No weather to worry about. No weather. No. From, from the weather Models that I'm looking at right now here midweek. Looks like we're good. Could you use a foot hammer to break one of the Buccaneers receivers? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> we need to get out of here. Let's stop. Like Rashad Perryman? <laughs> or uh, maybe Justin Watson? We're gonna, here's what we're going to do. We're going to say, we're gonna say oh. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to uh, all of you out there still listening. We, 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 we want to know why and also <laughs> say thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you to not necessarily uh, in that order. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to Fantasy Labs and Fantasy Draft, of course, and JL Beers for uh, hosting us as they are wont to do all season long. It's been two years here at uh, this wonderful facility in Burnsville. I think we'll be back here uh, for a playoff game. We might have to throw that out on Twitter Absolutely. when we're going to come out uh, in Sounds case good. anybody wants to come hang out and say hello and uh, hang out by the bar and talk football and enjoy this uh, amazing food and uh, drink selection they have here. So. Bo and Tuvi, happy Cheers. holidays to both of Merry you. Christmas. Cheers. Good luck in your third place game against each other Yay. in any of your title yeah. games. Slap and off. Yep. To uh, all of you out there, uh, good luck. Hope you win some money. <laughs> and uh, reach out to us on Twitter. Say hello. Ask your questions. And uh, we hope uh, we hope you take down the title this week. Thank you so much again for everything, for listening, and uh, for uh, interacting with the show. Uh, and happy 2020, everybody.